is the Schaefer Baseball Report, an inside look at America's pastime. From Little League all the way to the big leagues. Now here's your host, former Major League infielder Jeff Schaefer. Welcome to the main event. All right, well, welcome to the, uh, what is it, the, the dumbass, we know nothing, we start with nothing, we have nothing, baseball podcast. Oh, we're doing baseball today. Oh, yeah, no no football this week. Okay. We're, no we, politics? We don't, we don't talk football. No, 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 well, politics we can do, man. <laughs> politics, we'll go down, we'll go down that road, but um, you never know, you never know what uh, what walks into the building, and then, so we, we come in today and there's Tim Kirk, that's one thing we never know that's in the building, right, Tim? And then he said he's here with uh, with a, a player in the Astros organization by the name of Ryan Gusto, and he starts talking about his, you know, he's going to do an interview. Right, Andrew, you did the interview with mm-hmm. him. What was the interview based on? His whole journey. His whole it was, journey? It was a good 25-minute segment that I'll have to piece together, but yeah. it, was, uh, it was good. good where, where are you going to post that? On, uh, It'll be on CBC social media, and I'll tag Tim Kirk's P5 Pitching Academy. Excellent, excellent. So it's, it's an interesting story because we've, we've heard it a couple times before, and there seems to be... A, a usual suspect involved, but we won't we won't bring up the usual suspect. We'll let we'll leave we'll leave that for uh, for people to figure out. And uh, so we're here with Ryan Gusko and his buddy Michael. Mike, what's your last name? Zagoda. Zagoda. Yeah. Former Royals players, John. I know. I know. Well, I, I, rem- I remember Zagoda. You do. Yeah, he was. Uh, he the first year they had come over here, he was uh, he was uh, one of the kids that I remembered because he kind of stood out. He was a better athlete. Lefty, 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 right? Yeah. Yeah, lefty lefty. He was going down to Lagrange, um, D two program down in Georgia to yeah. play ball. But he uh, he stood out. He 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 moved different than the other boys, so not yeah. a surprise. So and he he was one of the original homeschool kids, uh-huh. not, not the alternative. That's right. Uh, yeah, we've yeah. kind of it's uh, yeah it's it's morphed just a little bit. We still have a, a pretty strong homeschool base, but uh, just the way the schools are going nowadays, and with uh, more of the online and stuff like that. It's kind of transitioning a little bit, so we're seeing a little different uh, view of the of the program as opposed to just homeschool. Now it's, you know, it's it's gathering kids from a little bit different background, a little bit more variance. Listen, it's it, it's a great alternative, other than you know, if you're on a roster in high school and you're not going to play, you know, to go somewhere and get the innings in and see what happens. And that's kind of Ryan Gusto's story a little bit here. So uh, cut three times from his high school team. Pretty that interesting. Is correct. Yeah. And now, uh, now eleventh round pick, out of uh, with the Houston Astros, and spent this first season in uh, in rookie ball. Did, did the whole first year? Did you guys just sit there and learn how to steal signs or what? No, <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 none of that. None of that. God. Okay, we got to get this guy off the up, off the cast. <laughs> that's yeah, that's too funny. That's too funny. No, that's so, fantastic though. So, what uh, what was your college journey like? I mean, it was great um, for the most part. I started off walking on at Broward College in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Uh, there were 12 spots on the roster for pitchers. I was the 12th pitcher that he put on. Um, just The coach said he just liked me, so he gave me a chance. Um, it ended up, you know, I was part of the team winning conference that year. Um, did real well. Got 47 innings in relief. Um, it was, That's it was a good a chunk. Really, That's yeah. a lot. That's a good chunk for, for, a walk for, on. 12, for, for 12. For the 12th man. Yeah. Yeah, um, I just got the opportunity and ended up proving myself a little bit, so they kept sending me back out there. <laughs> so the opportunity is always key. Like, how did you get the opportunity? Obviously, you just you walk on. How did you choose this school? You just go down there and say, hey, I'm you know I'm in town, and pull up in your truck? and Essentially, yeah. yeah. No, I was just looking up good JUCOs in Florida, and I found this coach I liked, this program I liked, so I just emailed him a, a bunch and yeah. annoyed him a lot and eventually said, fine, come on down for a workout. 
And he never, the head coach never even saw me throw my bullpen. It was just the right. pitching coach. He didn't even want to be part of it. And the pitching coach said, hey, like, we'll let you walk on. And that's all I needed. Now, that guy is considered brilliant. Yeah. Yes. And the guy that cut you three times is not so brilliant. <laughs> no, right? he's brilliant. <laughs> he's brilliant. He's brilliant. So, you get, so you, get, you, get, you get cut three times in high school. What, what keeps you going? Like, what was, the, what was the biggest piece of that? Why would you want to, uh, you know, if you get cut three times, you got to start to doubt yourself a little bit. But it doesn't seem like you ever doubted your abilities. No, because here's the thing. I played summer ball and fall ball. So I knew how good I was. I knew I could compete. You know, I threw on the mound. I got outs. I did real well. I was the team's, you know, ace pitcher, even though I only threw 77. (laughs) You know, I had a real good Mm -hmm. curveball, and I could spot up. Um, And, you know, I I hit and played outfield real well, too. And then I got back around to high school and didn't get an opportunity and got cut. And I'd go back and play summer ball and, you know, be real good. So it was just I never doubted myself because I kept playing ball and knew what I could do. So you you just loved the game, didn't you? Yeah, absolutely. It just mattered. You just wanted to play the game. Did you play any other sports? Yeah, I played rec basketball actually every single year, mm-hmm. middle school and high school. It was the same group of guys yeah. um, every year. We just kept coming back for you know fun in the winter. But you were a two way guy then, more or less. You were you were a switch hitting outfielder. Yes, sir. That I ran did. well. Don't I say did. sir. Please don't ever say yeah. sir. Uh, that's that's, that's gives that's, him more That's a sign of respect, and I don't deserve any. <laughs> <laughs> he goes. He likes ma'am better. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, but so you're an outfielder. Right. So, did you first walk on as an outfielder? No, just... I did not. They did not want me to hit or play outfield. They wanted me to pitch. So you showed up for a workout. You're a two way guy, and they just said, you know, seeing your size or whatever, and said, man, you know, you, you lighten it up at 77. Why don't you get on the bump? Well, I thought I thought <laughs> workout by then I had gotten you know up to 83. All you right. know, really pumping the chest. Yeah. <laughs> blowing that mask high fastball by people, weren't you? Oh yeah. That's called. That's what we call 80 poo. 80 poo. <laughs> <laughs> Not even. <laughs> Not even. Had a little sink. No, that was that was gravity. That's gravity. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's cool. So you get on there and, and you, you throw well, good enough that day, and they said we got 12 roster spots. We got one left. You're the 12th man on the roster. I mean, it wasn't then at that workout. It was yeah. I came in the fall and showed up and did the whole off season, you know, training in the fall, and then at right. the end of the fall they made cuts and it was right before winter break. So that's at that. Where was that at? At, at Broward, Broward. And then you transferred. You followed your coach to another JUCO. Yes, the head coach right. Ben Busier got okay. a head coaching job at Florida Southwestern. Um, their home field is the old Red Sox. Spring oh, yeah. training facility. Jet, so we like yeah, jet, been jet there, man. Jet, yeah. jet blue. Yeah. That's the new one. The old jet. The old The old, the old, the old, the old Harry Park Dilla. or something like that? Or Right. It was City of Palms Park. Mm-hmm. Been there? They, PG still uses that, I think. It's kind of... Mm-hmm. It's yeah. Older, they yeah. Tournaments, like sir. Ted Williams played there. John Ennis played there. John Ennis played there. Yeah. Who's that? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so you transfer over with them, right? And now you're in your second year. How old are you right now? I'm 20 years old. Oh, so you're a baby. No, really. You're, you're, I mean, 20 years old. He was at this gas station trying to get me to go buy him beer. Was he? <laughs> <laughs> One of those guys. Uh, man, I, I, if you need help with that, I'll let my, uh, my, my wife know that because uh, nope, that, that nope, seems nope. to be her stories. Yeah, don't. Don't, <laughs> don't get my wife trouble, don't get yourself in before trouble. the holidays. Like, I got to spend the brakes. Pump the brakes. There you go. So, so now you, 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 you go over with them to the, the new Juco, and are you the ace? No, I started out being a reliever, actually, in the spring. Yeah. And eventually they just moved me into a starting role. And then how many innings did you get that year? Um, I think I ended up with like 75. So 75. This, is, this is early 2019. This is yeah, this, this year. is this, this year. is this year. Yeah. Wow. wow. And then the draft is coming around. So here's a guy that got cut three times, goes and begs for a job, you know, gets a job, works his way from the 12th man on the, uh, in the rotation into, you know, 
um, a daily guy, basically, if you're a reliever, right? right? And then within a year, you know, the draft comes. And, um, I mean, you're sitting there going, are you pinching yourself? Like, how the heck did this happen? Or did you just kind of, like, have this vision that it was going to kind of roll out this way? No, you know, I've just always envisioned it, you know. I mean, not not exactly the draft or anything, but I've just always known, you know, that I'm a good baseball player and I'm just going to put my head down and work. And, you know, so I, I haven't been surprised with anything that's come my way yet. Good. Good. So what's your off season like now? Um, I'm going up and doing workouts three times a week at the spring training facility. The SNC department, strength and conditioning, strength and conditioning is doing real well for me. Um, so I'm you're down there that. by the spring training? Yeah, so I, I live down you, there. You live down there. Yeah, so I'm real close to it. So I'm just getting the work in there and, you know, just enjoying a little bit of the break. So, you know, it's it's interesting because we've met with another organization outside the city area. And it's amazing how many people don't understand what it really takes to to get to the next levels. And it's not just now just getting to, you know, college or pro ball. It's actually what you have to do to sustain, you know, uh, a spot on the roster as a, a high school kid. For sure. You know, so the, you know, the program's different. So you're one-on-one with the trainer down there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's nobody else there. See, that's outstanding. We yeah. didn't even have a trainer. No, we didn't. When I started, there was no tra- there was the, there was one trainer for the whole organization. Right, he duct taped you and he made sure there was ice on the beer. Oh, I'm talking about a strength trainer. Oh, what's just that? Just a strength trainer. Yeah, had, there, was, there was one guy for the entire minor league yeah. system with the Braves. When really? I there. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah, we had Pete Schmock. He was an Olympic shot putter. That was our guy with, when I was with the Mariners. So it's... Interesting stuff, though. So you, your your primary focus is on conditioning or strength, or what are you doing? You doing all your arm drills? I mean, what is your what's your daily? You know, you're taking some time off for the holidays, I assume. Come up here and, and hang out, but no, I mean, I'm still doing my workouts and yeah. stuff, just not under their direct supervision. Mm-hmm. No, um, we they, they cycle it a little bit differently. So um, we've been doing um, like muscle building work the last month because I'm not throwing as much so we're hounding you know strength really hard and then we're going to start transitioning into more explosive strength as opposed to power um, and as I start throwing more so you're not doing too much with throwing and lifting at the same time I don't remember doing any of that to you <laughs> I mean we, we got into that a little bit but it was it was I mean it was so basic it seems like here's the thing though like I mean people talk about all oh, these athletes they have it all better nowadays we were competing against guys that didn't know any better, too. So right, it right. Wasn't it, was, like it, it was all relative. Yeah. It was all relative. Maybe somebody jumped out Everybody was fat in spring training exactly. and shedding, shedding pounds. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, Orioles, the Orioles were the same thing and said, the, 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 to determine if you were in shape or not is you had to run a, a mile under six minutes. And that was like, that was like, that would like weigh on your mind all off season mm-hmm. Because, you know, nobody ran. He just showed up on that day, and we're like, well, we're going to run. And then, and then uh, Bobo Gonzalez, Julian Gonzalez, rest, rest in peace, man. But he would say, hey, just put a six-pack at the end of this finish line here, and we'll, we'll get there in six. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll make it happen. You only so, got to make it once. That's the thing. That's you're sitting it. there, you're just like, I just and, have to make it once. The Phillies had two miles. We had to do a two-miler. Yeah, see, and if you, and if you puked along the way, you, you got to keep going, just, dude. You got to keep Just finish. That's it. If you get on that six minutes, because if you didn't, they were bringing you back. And then it got to the point where some guys got smarter than the other guys. It's like, okay, if I don't finish, they can't run me out here every day. We got to get on the field. The coaches can't. Nobody can be here. So they, you know, they would jog it, walk it, jog it. We'll come back the next day, jog it, walk it, and then after the third day, like, okay, now we got to go do baseball stuff. <laughs> so you broke out. Um, so you were in short season last year. Yes. As a reliever, I'm a starter now. You're a starter now. Yes. Really? So how'd that transition go from you know from short innings to you know? 
going, what is it, what's the starter now, go four, five? You're, I mean, I mean 75 to 90. 75 to 90 yeah, pitches. I, they may have been a little lower with their short season squads because they have. Right, yeah. Uh, with the Astros, yeah, they're holding this lower pitch counts just because we all had long, you know, spring seasons. So where was it, where was your short season? Where were you? I went up in New York, um, north of Albany. So how did you like the bus rides? Not not very well. No. <laughs> you're building dude. memories, dude. You're hey. going to look back in years and go, that was some of the best times of my life. And those I aren't even the you. worst ones up there. Those are only like, the longest one was like seven hours, but that was only one. And then the yeah. other ones are two to four hours. But Just still. wait till you're in Orlando and you're bussing over to, uh, you know, like Jackson, Tennessee. Yeah, like, exactly. Holy crap, yeah. 14 hours. Yeah, we used to do that from like Midland, <laughs> Texas to Beaumont. And that was, that was brutal. And then we had no AC. We had no AC when I was with the Dodgers. And uh, I guess, I don't know where we're going, Boma, somewhere, but the AC goes out, and we got like 10 hours left. This is like a 13-hour bus ride. This is before they even checked bus drivers, you know. He would drive 13 hours. You didn't have to pull over after 8 or anything like that. And uh, you're in the middle of Texas. It's, it's freaking 900 degrees at night. You have no AC. Every window's open, and you got 25 guys sitting in their underwear on the bus driving <laughs> all the way to the next city, just trying to cool off. But... Yeah, but you have no idea, man. You're building, you know, we talk about this quite a bit on the on the podcast. You're building memories that are, you're going to look back at these trips here and you're going to laugh and yeah. and realize like that, you know, the whole baseball is part of your, is a big piece now. I mean, the games are getting prepared, but when it's all said and done, you're going to look back at the time that you spent on the bus with all these guys and the different, you know, the different stories and the different characters that you run into and. It does. It always brings a smile. It, it does. Always brings it a smile you... when you th- remember those times. Now, I mean, it definitely brings a smile. You don't. You don't sit there and be like, "Oh, I'm so mad I did that stuff." It makes you laugh. Yeah, it makes you laugh with a bunch of the goofy things that happen. And all the people that uh, that you connect with along the way, you'll go back. I go back and look at rosters from rookie. Where was your rookie ball, Pulaski? I uh, well, I went to GCL down in Orlando, and then I was okay. in Danville, Virginia. I did Bluefield, West Virginia. I, we played there. There was a guy. There was awesome. There was a. Uh, he, he came to the ballpark every day, and he watched every single game. And he, um, I don't know how to say this right, but he had some special, there was a, some special needs. Like, mm-hmm. he, he was, he was. I mean, mostly. Was the last he, name Schaefer? Really, yeah. He, <laughs> it was you. But every time the umpire would call time out, he would just read the scoreboard. He'd, Everything he'd, on he'd, it? Time. And he'd go, 724. <laughs> and it's you know there's like eight yeah. people in the stand so I mean it's just echoing around it was fantastic oh uh, no see that, that <laughs> every was, that, time know. every time that, that they yelled you time. just called time out just to hear what time it yeah, was right? step, off, step <laughs> off just to hear him yell man yeah we that should, we should joke say that the prettiest girl in Bluefield had that one tooth <laughs> <laughs> that was rough man I took a knuckleball flight in there that was uh, it was interesting but they had, they had the Orioles were there for over 50 years in that uh, in that little town best batter's eye in the world Trees straight up the mountain. Uh, yeah, there was that place sucked. Oh man, it rained. You're at the bottom of the valley, and if it rained, we had to put all our equipment up on top of the up on top of the lockers because it would be flooded the next day. He had a rank, a rank freaking uh, rug. Yeah, we got. Uh, they had a bullpen phone. First, the first time we got into a bullpen that actually had a phone in it. <laughs> that worked. And, but you could call anybody. Uh, that's outstanding. Yeah, order pizza. Like, there was a thing. There, you, you could order pizza. We called the other bullpen. There. We called the other bullpen. One of the older guys called the bullpen. And he, uh, next thing you know, you see a guy like looking back and forth, and then they're running out to the bullpen to get loose. It was like, that's oh, outstanding. <laughs> yeah, we got, them, we got them loose. But that's outstanding. They should have figured that out before we did, by the way. I mean, they, they, that was their home field. They should have known. They knew. That, the, it was for it was local commerce, man. They were making money. No, no, no. I'm talking about that bullpen <laughs> should have known that they were getting one pulled over. Oh. It's one thing to do it to the visiting team, right, but the right. home team had that pulled on them. Those guys, <laughs> those guys weren't going to go very far. No, so 
So you got uh, you. Hopefully, what's your what's your projection for yourself next year? What, where should you be? Where would you? Obviously, you'd like to be in Double A, but that's you know, A ball is probably the next step. Right. Absolutely. So it'll depend on how spring training goes, and then where they place me. I don't know anything right now, but it'll either be Low A, which mm-hmm. is in Des Moines, Iowa, or High A, which is in Fayetteville, North Carolina. Those are probably my options, realistically. I would take Fayetteville over Des Moines. Oh, do yeah. you think? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Des Moines in uh Des Moines in April sounds awful. Doesn't sound good at all. That man. sounds cold, man. Doesn't sound fun at all. No way. <laughs> no, but it but, it'll be fine though cuz it, it again, same thing. Everybody's in the same boat. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You know, you show up and it's freezing yeah. and it's freezing. It's just mind over Now we've over. opened up I've opened up in Calgary. Yeah. And now it's like, you know, it's 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 like 32 degrees like just teetering on freezing and then the wind comes across the plains there. And just each three, we'd go into the dugout and have the big heaters, the tube heaters, like the diesel, you, yeah, the like diesel the diesel ones. things, right? Yeah. And you put that, put you put your feet up against the because your toes are frozen being on the field, and then you look down and your spikes are melting, and you got to go get another pair of shoes. No, <laughs> 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 so, yeah, but uh, Calgary was Calgary was brutal, man. That was a brutal place to start the season. Chicago was brutal, too. We opened up there and it snowed one year and played. I was in Rochester and Buffalo one year when Ooh. I was in that Northern League for the yeah. uh, for the International League. Uh, it was 24 degrees. It had snowed the day before and warmed up just enough so that it iced. So they didn't let on opening day in Rochester. They didn't let anybody in the stadium because everything was iced out there. The oh, field, the, the field. I mean, we played opening day in front of nobody. That's <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. thank you. There's yeah. like there's like snow yeah. flurries during the game. It was miserable. Yeah, Walt, Walt Riniak was our hitting coach, and he was an old Charlie Lau disciple. And Rini, he was crusty, man. He had been in a car accident when he was young, and his face was all mangled up. And, um, you know, a good hitting coach, whatever. But, and uh, he had a mustache, and he was rough. I mean, dip would be like down his chin, you know, like he didn't care what he looked like or anything like that. And his nose was running into his mustache, right? Yeah. Ugh. And so he, you know, I come out of the cage after hitting in that freeze, and I'm standing, and he gets up on my face, and he's talking to me. And I'm gagging because his boogers are freezing in his mustache. Like it's like I'm like, this can't be happening right here, man. Like I'm gonna die. So like, get this over with, Walt, before I puke on your jersey here. But um, well, we wish you the best of luck, man. You know that uh, you know the journey goes the way you want it to go. Play this game as long as you can. Yeah, uh, I think that's what John and I did till they told us, you know. We say we retired, but they, nobody called us yeah, after the service. <laughs> you know, yeah, I retired in you know '94, the strike season, whatever. It's like nobody called me after that. So. Yeah. <laughs> that I, reti- I retired in 2010, but I didn't know officially until yeah. 2012. He's still, still, waiting for, <laughs> still waiting for the call. Waiting for the call. But well, we wish you the best of luck. Good meeting you. Yeah. Okay, and uh, you know, when you're up this way, feel free to come in and, and work out and throw and do whatever, and we'll uh, we'll go ahead and we'll follow you along the way. Thank you, I will. Thanks for having me. All right, man, appreciate it. Well, dude, what else is going on? Um, lots of money. Good God, how about those Christmas presents? Yeah, lots of money. Yeah. Did you see that sign that Garrett Cole had from when he was a kid? You took to a ball game? No. Oh, it was like he t- he like had, he was one of those kids that like made a sign and yeah. took it to the stadium. He was like. Once a Yankees fan, always a Yankees fan. Really? It was something like that. And he brought that to his signing the other day. Yeah. Ah, oh, makes me hate him even more. I wish I played for the Yankees. That's one That's one uniform I wish I wore. I wasn't at, uh, I didn't like have, you know, like sweatshirts of Seattle or Chicago or Oakland. That's for sure. Yeah. Like, I mean, I was a Dodger fan growing up. I mean, right. that would have been awesome to go to play play for the Dodgers. Even to play in Dodger Stadium. I never got to play in Dodger Stadium. Never got it. Never got to play in Dodger Stadium. So that was... That that would have been my team though. I would. I mean, that yeah. would have been awesome. You know, 
Uh, doing jerseys. Uh, so our team's uh, for the Grady's 9U team. Yeah. You know, they're doing jerseys. So send in the, their sizes. And uh, the, what's, what, number, what number does Grady want to wear? Last year he wore 42, right? <clears throat> big Dodger fan, Jackie Robinson, you know, broke the color barrier. You know, big fan of 42, right? Um, this year uh, he changed his number to 26. For Trout? 26. Oh, Trout's 27. Who's 26? So, I, well, I started going down the list. I was like, okay, when I play, uh, Chase Sutley was a 26. Bryce Harper, I think, is 26. And he's like, no. He's like, Teddy Roosevelt. The 26th The 26th president? president of the United States. Nice. He loves him. He loves him. That's he's wearing 26 from Teddy Roosevelt. <laughs> That's crazy. I was like, you are That's such a That's outstanding. Nobody would ever guess, guess that. Oh, what Nobody would ever guess that. So, what was your first number in spring training? Uh, seven hundred and two. I was gonna say it, it was something <laughs> like that. I was really lucky, and I I never got a number above fifty oh. or above the fifties. I got like fifty nine. Yeah, I never had like seventy four and eighty three. Like I mm-hmm. never. I was just lucky yeah. that I didn't have any of those. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there was there was some. I, I had forty nine one year, which was a number That's that I actually cool. wore. Yeah. I, I actually wore and. Uh, Somebody actually tried to... They didn't have any money. They just wanted to switch with me. I was like, no way, man. I wore this last year. Yeah, I was in the the uppers early on, which was... Which was fine, you know? I mean, because I was just happy to be there. Like, you get that letter and you're a non-rostering, right? First first one I went to was an Orioles... you were so tiny. Did your numbers wrap underneath your? I was your tiny. Armpits? I was tiny. So, so again, we were talking about Bluefield. When I got to Bluefield, they were handing out uniforms. Nothing fit me, right? Because they're sending out all, all the uniforms from the big league team. It was the Bluefield Orioles, so they were all Oriole teams. It wasn't the Charlotte O's or the Rochester Red Wings. It was Bluefield Orioles. And um, I ended up having to wear the Bat Boys pants. I took the Bat Boys pants because those are the only ones that fit me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I had to grow into them, though. But same thing. The same thing you talk about, Ryan. I mean, you had to feel the same way. Like we, uh, Rick Rambelak, who was the he was a head coach at Kent State, and was a head coach at Wake Forest, and was the head coach at Akron, and is uh, is is my daughter's my oldest daughter's godfather. And um, but I remember standing out on the field with uh, with Remy in Bluefield, and you know you can, everybody you know we come out of big programs, came out of Maryland, we had guys there from Florida, like and all of a sudden you're in Bluefield, West Virginia, and you're wearing the Bat Boys pants, and you're a pro. Right, so it kind of it seemed like it was going in the other direction, but I remember him saying something like, "Man, you know, we got we got thirty something guys here for you know the short season. You know, they say only like you know three get to the big leagues, and you know only one stays." And I said, "Well, you know, hopefully you're you're one of the other two. You know, yeah. and uh, you know he looked at me like, "Yeah, you're crazy even thinking that." But you, I mean, you have to have that mentality. Yeah. Why not? You know. Why not me is right. I mean, once me? you get in that, once you get into that system, I look at Mike Piazza, right? I mean, that's a you know, look at this, you know, look Gusto right here, sitting right here. I mean, it's some of it, honestly. Like, I mean, if you you know, there's obviously a th- certain threshold for ability. You know, you can, right. you can't just be a, a total stock sure. player. You have to have something, but a lot of it after that becomes attrition. You know, being able to get the at bats, being able to get the innings, being healthy, being mm-hmm. reliable, so that you can kind of keep moving forward, and then eventually they have to make a decision. They're like, oh. <clears throat> You're here. They didn't care if it was you or somebody else, but you're the one that got here, you know, fighting through those things. And that's why, you know, one of the mentalities that you and I have is kind of that, that like, you know, I'm going to do whatever I have to do to be ready to play this game. Yep. I'm not going to be on the DL. I'm not going to be. If, if I if I spent time on the DL, I wasn't good yeah, enough no where chance. I would have 
survive. I was a guy waiting for people to go on the DL. I was, I was, I was. You know, that's what my prayers were. Please put this guy on the DL tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> it was. If they put him was, on the DL tomorrow, that gives me one more week. That gives me another shot. That gives that's me right. another week where that's, I can uh, figure it out. Yeah, that, and that happened. I went, you know, the first, when I went up with uh, Seattle, I went up because of, there were some injuries, and then you know, I got my opportunity to play, and I did fine. You know, and then all of a sudden you start to see the roster changes. You know, okay, this pitcher's coming off the DL, or this guy's coming off the DL, and you start to do the math, and you know, you know, you're in that conversation, mm -hmm. and you're walking in the clubhouse every day. You know, going, oh man, just you know, just another day. Just don't don't come get me yet. Let me see my name on the card, mm -hmm. and then it's it's almost like not it's not even that. Like at some point you kind of turn the corner on that, and you're like, yeah, today's a day. I'm getting sent down today. Yeah, and then we, you're like, oh, I didn't get sent down. They sent that other guy down. Yeah, we had, we were oh, in, these guys are idiots. We were in spring training. <laughs> we Dave Gallagher and I were in spring training at the White Sox our first year. We're both non-roster invites. And, um, it's you know, it's, it's it's obvious. I'm a free agent. And I sign with them. So they're going to invite you to, you know, that's part of their signing thing is come to our spring training, come to the big league camp. Great. I'm going to get meal money and get a little extra time. And, you know, you know that you know when the, there's a series of cuts. Like it's like every Tuesday. You know, we're we're, we're flushing out, we're flushing out till we get down to our, our big league roster. And um, so Galley and I made a plastic, uh, not a plastic, a cardboard axe for Dyer Miller, who has had to tell as you're walking out to the field, if you either go straight ahead, you go into the field, or you go like you know, take a right, go into the office. <laughs> you know, you go you're going back down. So we, you know, I mean, we knew it was going to happen. There was no way. Um, so we tried to make it, you know, make it light. So every time he walked by, he would just hit you with the axe, you know, and then <laughs> boom, cut, go that way, you know. And we got in trouble for it. Of course. You know, yeah, it was, it was not, you know. Were you wearing your... It was not nice. Yeah. You know, it was, it was not nice to do. It was, like, yeah. you know. everybody, know, everybody knows that feeling, though, sitting at your locker and getting the, the, the tap on your shoulder. It's like, oh, oh, dude. Yeah, yeah, Skip wants to see you. Yeah, they'd okay. send the pitching coach in for the pitchers, and then they'd send uh, you know the bench coach or the hitting yeah. guy. It did in. work. It did work in my favor one time. We were in Kansas City, and it was myself, <laughs> Dave Cocker, Matt Sinatro, and we're all sitting in the, we're all sitting in the you know in the locker room at the couch, and you know the the, the turds get there early because you have to be there early. You know you got to show your face. Don't and make miss sure. anything. Nothing, nothing. <laughs> Don't miss a thing. So we're sitting there and there, and we know a move's being made that day. And you know, and, and you know, Maddie's a great friend of mine, and you know, and he says he says that he looks at me, he goes, "Man, God, you know, I hope it's not you." You know, and I'm thinking, what do you mean, hope it's not me? And then he looks at Cochran, and he says, "You know, God, you know, I hope it's not you." And then Dave kind of sends the same message back and forth. I'm like, "Screw you guys! I hope it's both of you, man. I want no, I want no part of it." So they call they, they the three of us are sitting there, and we know, and so Lafiva calls in Sinatra, right? And I'm like, "Whoa, it's Maddie." You know, okay. You know, it's my it's one of my closest friends, but you know, I want to stay in the big leagues. Right. So Maddie goes in, he has this conversation, comes back out from the field, and he's walking to his locker, he winks at me, he goes, Not me. <laughs> like right, I'm like I'm like, Oh dude, there's one of two of us now and you know, Cochran's a switch hitter, he catches, he does some other things. I'm I'm just strictly a middle infield and I'm like, Oh man, here we go. It's me. And uh so I uh I go in, he calls me in. And I go into the office and I sit down. And he says, "Shafe, you've done an amazing job. You know, you know, it's just been it's been a treat to have you." Like he's going through, like I'm like, okay, this is like kissing but, your cousin, yeah. like yeah, but Wait, he goes. So he goes, but I want to tell you what's going to happen. And I said, okay, Jimmy, what is? He goes, you're starting tonight. It's short, <laughs> right? And I'm like, okay. I walk out. I look at Matt. I go, not me. I look at Cochran. I go, it's you. <laughs> <laughs> it's you. So, oh. Oh, but you know, but Dave came back. Imagine, Dave came back quick. I he, cannot he, imagine anybody worse to get that news from than you. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wasn't. I was like Pelosi yesterday. Like, yeah, 
know, like all excited that I did something. That, but uh, all right, what do you got planned for Christmas? Staying local. Staying local. Yep, family stuff. What about Tra- you guys? Traveling to Florida. You're local. No, you're going to Cali. Staying here, man. Staying here. Staying here. Yep. Got the in-laws in town. So. Oh, what'd you say? You got, you got you got three days. To, before you say something oh, stupid. Oh, yeah, three days, and then I'll be mega super doghouse. <laughs> and so they start questioning your wife, like, you married this guy. You actually married this dude. <laughs> so, well, good, man. Well, we appreciate it. It was a good show. Andrew, Merry Christmas. John, Merry Christmas. And uh, we will catch back up after Christmas yep. on the uh, on the podcast. We'll take a week off, and everybody enjoy the uh, the holidays. New Year's podcast. New Year's podcast. Yep, 2020. We'll do, we'll do the best of. Yep. We don't even know what the best of is, do we? We'd best of back. 2019? We could do yeah, it. We yeah. could figure out something. You have to go back and listen to all that stuff. There's no way. There's no best of. Yeah. It's just stuff. I forgot how it's I stuff. got here. I can't even remember what we did. You know, <clears throat> Going forward, let's just go forward. All right. Well, Merry Christmas, everybody. And uh, we will be back before the new year. So peace out. I like that one.